Welcome to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Join the podcast mogul Phil Better as he interviews successful entrepreneurs that make their living in the digital world. Now, let's join your host, Phil Better, and his special guest today on Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I am, of course, your host with the most Phil Better, and today our guest is the founder and co-host of the Next Level University Podcast and Business. Early, early in his life, our guest found success, but after a brush with near suicide, which we'll touch on, he realized he wasn't living the life he truly wanted. He became passionate about self-improvement and decided to make it his purpose in his life to impact as many people as possible by becoming a role model, podcaster, and speaker. He has succeeded to make his podcast one of the top 100 podcasts with over 1,200 episodes and listened to in over 125 countries. He has taken his life to the next level and achieved both personal and professional success. So my audience, please put your hands together for the host of the Next Next Level University podcast and co-founder of Next University, Kevin Alamari. Kevin? <laughs> Phil? That was a mouthful. It's, there's a lot there. There's, there's a lot there. But again, I always say this. Uh, we didn't start where we are today. We started a long time ago with very little impact. <clears throat> excuse me. Very little knowledge and very little audience. So <clears throat> we all start there. We all start at the same place. But I am excited to chat with you. I appreciate the wonderful introduction and excited to see where we go. All right. So I gave that wonderful introduction. You gave yourself a, a mini little uh, introduction there. I want to get to know you a bit more in my audience to get to know you. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, some things that people may not know? Yeah. Um, if you don't listen to us and you're not in our community, I am a, a man who grew up raised by my mom and my grandmother. And I might seem like a, a masculine individual, tattoos <laughs> and a bodybuilder, and I love fighting and mixed martial arts, but I'm a, I'm a very vulnerable human being. And I really care about helping other people and, you know, on the weekends, you might find me rapping, you might find me uh, doing Muay Thai, or you might find me cuddling with my, my two cats. So I like to think I'm multifaceted, multi-talented. I love it. I like that, that you're open enough to say, I'm going to cuddle my cats. I'm not a cat love- person myself, but I, I love cuddling dogs and that. So mm-hmm. I can understand that love from uh, our animal, animal companions. Um, where did you start? Like, what, what switch you said in the intro we talked about uh, i mentioned that you found the level of success Mm. what was that level of success because like people obviously have their own definition but what was your definition that led you to nearly committing suicide yeah so i i was 25 it's interesting phil because i've had quote-unquote success multiple times and it's always kind of ended up in in similar ways so when i was 25 i had a high-paying job I had just competed in and won a bodybuilding show, so I was quite literally in the best shape of my life. Um, My girlfriend was a model. I had a sports car. I had a new apartment. I had all of the quote-unquote measures of success, but I was very insecure. I was very scarce. I was afraid of my own shadow. I wasn't an abundant human being, even though I had a bunch of reasons to quote-unquote be abundant. So my girlfriend ended up leaving me because of how just I was a shell of myself, right? I was just a scarce man. So she ends up leaving me and I said, okay, I need to make more money because that's the problem here. There's nothing, it's nothing wrong with me. I just need my wallet, my bank account. If they're bigger, all these other problems, they'll just kind of sort themselves out. We're going to be fine here. So the next year starts 
and I got a promotion at my company and my job was in the weatherization industry. So all that means is we would go into state-owned buildings and we would make them more energy efficient. That was my, my job in a nutshell. Since we worked on state-owned buildings, we worked through state contracts. So I was getting anywhere from $60 to $120 an hour, depending on where I was working. The downside of working on state contracts is you spend a lot of time in other states. So at the time, I lived in Massachusetts. And the year that I made the most money, so that next year when I said, look, I need to make the most money I've ever made, I get a promotion to a foreman, which means I'm running the jobs. And that year, I spent 10 months on the road. So every single week, yeah, different hotel, different state. I'm working out every day on the road. It's just a, it's a heavy, heavy, heavy commitment. Yeah. But it was in alignment with my version of quote-unquote success. So it's like, whatever, I'm, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. We get to the end of the year. I have my final pay stub in hand, open it up, $100,000 at 26, no college degree. You know, I'm crushing it. Awesome. I, I did it. Living I life. It. Living the dream, right? But I had a moment where I sat with that and I said, okay, I don't feel any different internally. I, I don't feel what I expected to feel. I thought me accomplishing this goal was also going to bring me all these internal feelings. So I had a moment where I realized that for most of my life, but especially that year, I had lived unconsciously, going through the motions, no idea why I'm doing what I'm doing. The opposite of unconscious is hyperconscious. So I started a podcast called the Hyperconscious Podcast in 2017. That was like where all this started to transition. Mm-hmm. I fell in love with podcasting as I'm falling out of love with my job. I know I don't want to do what I just did the previous year. I don't care about the money anymore because I know that's not the answer. So I just start calling out of work. I start leaving the job site early. I'm showing up late. And eventually it got to the point where I was so miserable at my job, but I didn't know what else to do. I Podcasting wasn't viable. I didn't really know what to do with that. So I ended up waking up in a hotel in New Jersey, which was like six hours from where I lived. Alarm clock went off at 5.15, sat up, slid to the edge of the bed, lacing up my work boots as I'd done a thousand times before. And the best way to explain it, Phil, is that morning it was like there was 10 televisions on in my head and every single one was on a different station. One saying, you're stuck here forever. I know you want to leave, but too bad. If you do leave, what will your friends say? If you do leave, what will your family say? And if you do leave, what are you going to do? Like, what comes next after this? Mm-hmm. And in that moment, I felt that if I was to take my life, I would take my problems with me. And that was <clears throat> the darkest, most helpless place I've ever been. Now, luckily, I have a very amazing business partner who was just a friend at the time. I reached out to him. I explained what was going on. And he ended up saying, Kev, I think you need to change your environment. I mean, you're very aware now and you've learned so much and you've interviewed people, but your environments are the same. I think you need to change your environment. So I ended up leaving my job and then becoming a very broke entrepreneur trying to figure (laughs) all this out. (laughs) And and that's the part I want to talk about because that's where most of us who are listening to this podcast are probably at, or I was at one point and had Mm -hmm. to figure it out myself. You become self-aware, you know, realize like, no, this career that I have, this nine to five, isn't isn't what's filling my soul. It's not burning me up. It's not making me want to wake up in the morning. I just wake up because it's it's the easiest thing to do. It's not what I it's not driving me. Yeah. 
when did you you figure out that you wanted to to help people get them to the next level i've always i've always wanted to do that i just never i never found a vehicle to do it a lot of people say like how did you find your purpose it's like i always knew my purpose i just never knew my vehicle and i think that's that's what it is for a lot of people i think we all want to help a unique thing in a unique way and get help that thing get a unique result i really think that's kind of what most of our purposes are, right? You want to help the environment by getting rid of litter and making the world a better place. That's a purpose. You want to help an underprivileged um, focus of the community have more privilege and opportunity by donation. That's a that's a purpose. So I look back to, I mean, when I was when I was like in my mid twenties before I started the podcast, I used to have people I was dating after we would break up they would reach out to me for advice like relationship advice with their new partners and that was I remember thinking like this is very very weird but (laughs) but I would always just say like I mean I have nothing against you it didn't work out between us it's okay people would message me and say like hey what what does this mean when my boyfriend says this what does this mean when my boyfriend says that I was helping then so I've always wanted to help people what really locked it in for me when I really started to understand like what I want to help people with, when I started the podcast, we got messages from a lot of young women who were in toxic relationships. And I expected to talk to like men, bodybuilders, fighters, stuff that I was into. But it was primarily a female demographic. When I understood the unique problems we were helping to solve, That's when it locked in for me of like, oh, okay. It's not just like helping people. It's helping people from a perspective of vulnerability, from a perspective of being myself, from a perspective of just just being a good man, being a good human. That's when I really locked in on it, after I figured out who I was actually helping. Um, So you had your why already. Your why was just to help people become better, to understand how they can be a better version of themselves and you've always been helping them in one way or another Hmm. when did it start getting traction like you you figured that the the podcast was your vehicle Mm. Uh, oh man like two and a half probably two and a half years in so I wanted it to be my thing right it's like that's why I started I wanted it to be my thing but there is this line and this point of doubt where you're thinking to yourself is this just like a cute hobby that mm-hmm. I have is this just something I'm going to do on the weekends when so after I left my job that honestly that's when for me it was like okay this is everything now because I don't have any other excuses I have all the time in the world because I don't have a job <laughs> you know that so when I left my job I left my job with the intention of I'm not going to get another job I'm never going to work for somebody else ever again like I need to figure out how to make this work. So I ended up partnering up with my business partner and that was it. Every day from there on, it was how do we get better as podcasters? How do we get better as men? How do we get better as business owners? That was it. The the day I left my job was the day I became a full-time entrepreneur with no plans of ever doing anything with this again. That was really the line of demarcation for me. That was the line in the sand. I went to, when I went to see my mom and my grandmother, I, t- I remember telling them, I said, yeah, I, I quit. I left my job. And I remember my grandmother was like, oh, you're going to go get another job. 
And I said, I will never punch a time clock for somebody else as long as I live. Never. No matter what it takes, I am never doing that again. It's just not me. It's not in me. I've learned that enough. So that was it for me. That's when I realized I love podcasting. I love the mission. I love the impact. I love the opportunity to serve. If I could find a way to make this sustainable, I would have the best, most fulfilling life of all time. Sing. You're singing to my heart. You're singing to my heart. I love podcasting. I'm, I'm the same way. Decade in podcasting. Love helping people to launch their podcast, grow their podcast and all that. I just, everything podcasting is so amazing. Yeah. Um, and the, the ability to tell and help people are amazing. Um, you said you wanted to talk about daily ha habits that compound over time for success. Mm. So how did you, did you always have an affinity for creating habits? Because I know creating a habit is difficult of all hell. Yeah. How do you go about doing it? Like there's atomic habits, there's seven habits of highly effective people, and it says all the great things about habits, but how did you build your daily habits? Yeah, I have a very unique approach where when I am made aware to what I think I should be doing in terms of accomplishing my level of success that I want, I have an agreement with myself. Either you do it or you don't get the level of success you want. And I understand that's very hardcore and very like black and white, but I don't want to do most of the things I do necessarily, right? We, we did an episode, we talked about this yesterday. I said, unless you are a unicorn who loves dieting and loves exercise and loves drinking enough water and getting eight hours of sleep and you love mobility and you love planning your day around your exercise, you're going to have to do stuff you don't want to do to get in shape. That's just, I just think that's, that's the way it works, right? I think that's the way it works. So when I think about habits, I think of the simple thing that, look, you made an agreement with yourself, Kev that these five things could lead you to success. If you don't do these five things, you're not only not making progress, but you're admitting you're okay with not making progress because you know what you should be doing. So that's for me is how I do it. Now, I understand for most people that's not sustainable and it's probably not healthy. I think you just have to start from a place of sustainability. You start with one podcast episode a week. You don't start with seven. You know, you start with one 15 minute workout a day or three 15-minute workouts a week, you don't start doing seven days a week. So anytime you're building a habit, I think rather than imagining yourself accomplishing your goal, you have to imagine yourself starting to accomplish your goal. I think that's just a big difference in terms of the expectations. I think when it comes to the failure rate, quote unquote, for anything, there's three things that are misaligned. One, expectations. Two, approach. Three, time perspective. I think many people have false expectations of, I need to work out 365 times this year in order to accomplish my goal. When in reality, maybe it's, I need to work out for three minutes today to get started. So I like to try to break it down to the smallest piece that you can get going with because you can build on that. It's very hard to rebuild after you try for a long enough period of time, get burnt out, and then you feel like, oh, I can't do this. I like that because um, it's true. You, you, everybody says, okay, I, I want to be in like the best shape, a bodybuilder's shape like mm -hmm. you were. Um, and they say, okay, I just have to go to the gym every single day. 
when you first start, yeah, you're going to have that boost of energy because you're like, yeah, the gold adrenaline pump. But over time, it's going to drop or you miss one day here, you miss two days over here, or it's not really working. A month, two months later, you're you're barely going to that gym and yep. you're never you you find yourself a failure by breaking it down like you said like just three minutes just do a three minute workout if you can do a three minute workout next day do a minute more you know yeah. i like that uh, that approach um and i would love to know your tip to someone who is transitioning from the nine to five who may not be doing it as clear-cut as you who just said f it i'm done going all in here they they, they still want that security what steps would you say or what tip would you give them to start? Yeah. I, so what I always tell people is the first thing, this is what I wish I did. Because I don't I definitely do not recommend doing what I did. That's a, not good for most people, especially circumstantially if you have families and children and all that. I think the most important thing to do is identify your mud. All I mean by that is this. For some people... Uh, your mud is going to be staying at a job that you do not love for another year and a half. But with the focus of on the weekends, I'm going to go do the other thing. That's your mud. Other people's mud might be, I'm going to leave my job and I'm going to go $35,000 into credit card debt to figure out how to grow and scale and monetize a podcast. That might be your mud. But I think for a lot of us, we think I am currently at a place I don't want to be. I must jump immediately to the place I want to be. There is mud in between for everybody. It's just different. And I think you have to understand that because that's going to determine how you create your expectations. That's one thing. The other thing I would say is create five new habits that will help you get to where you want to go. So just as an example, if you're trying to transition to a new industry or be an entrepreneur or speaker, or coach, business owner, my first question is, how much have you studied what you're trying to do? So maybe we throw something in like every day, I'm going to listen to 30 minutes of an audiobook, right? It starts with five. Every day, I'm going to listen to five minutes of an audiobook. Cool. Every day, I'm going to track my finances because when I do do my own thing, that's going to be unreasonably important. All right, cool. I want to grow a social media following. Every day, I'm going to post on social media or I'm going to be on my social media story. So... I think just breaking down the large goal into bite-sized micro habits is a great place to start because I think a lot of us, we wait until the transition is over to start the other thing when in reality, you're already a year behind the ball if you did that. You could, there's something you could be doing while you're at the other thing. It's, life is an interesting thing where you can have one foot on one base and you can reach for the other one. Like that, that is a possibility. So that would be my advice, especially to myself, because I think that would have helped probably a lot. <laughs> I think I, I think I, I I could feel that too. I, I'm call, I'm feeling called out jumping that because <laughs> it's a habit. Because it's like uh, I, I I want that goal so bad. I want that like happiness and jumping before you're technically ready or the base is all set for you to to hit that home run. Um, has there been a moment that stands out for you in your journey? where you feel that it just cements your why, like it, it really hits home for you that like you're in the right place. This is the right vehicle for you to be using it and all that. Yeah. Uh, this was probably 2019, maybe somebody reached out to me on Snapchat, a listener of our podcast. Her name is Amy. And Amy said, Hey Kev, I 
am at college and I'm struggling a lot because I see a lot of people that are having conversations with other people, but I don't know how to get in that conversation. I don't know how to start a conversation. I don't know how to continue it. I don't know how to get that going. What do I do? And at this point, there wasn't a lot going on in the business, so I had time on my hands. And I said, Amy, you live like an hour away from me. Let's go to the mall. You and I are going to go to the mall and we're going to do what we call fear chasing. We're going to fear chase and we're going to expose you to the fears that you have. So we meet up at the mall, hug it out. Hey, Amy, nice to meet you. It's a pleasure. Don't meet strangers at the mall anymore. Other than <laughs> me, like, because this could have gone many different ways. So we go into the mall and we go into this store that sells these giant beanbag chairs. And we go in and I said, Amy, I want you to walk up to the front desk and ask them how much that one costs. And she's like, ah, I don't know. Like, what if, what if they ask me a question or what if it gets weird? And I said, it's their job to tell you. Like, you're going to be fine, I promise. If they're good at their job, the conversation is going to be just fine. Conversation went well. So we go to, the, go to another store, same thing. Ask them about this, ask them about this. Cool. We go to another store, we go to another store. We graduate from stores to the food court. So we go down to the food court, ask them how much rice you get, ask them how much chicken you get, whatever. Then Amy's having conversations with people on the escalator on the way up to the next floor. So we get to the part where we're getting ready to leave. I'm like, all right, cool. We accomplished this because I was afraid too. That's the interesting thing. And we're getting ready to leave the mall. And we walk by this, it's like this stand that you can rent zoo animals that have wheels. You can like motorize zoo animals. Have you seen those? Yeah, I love those things. They're made for kids, but you, yeah. we all know 30-year-olds are loving it even more. With a glass of, of wine, those are the best things. Of course. So Amy sees them and says, if we were really brave, we would rent those. And I was like, oh, what have I done? I don't want to do this. This is going to be terrible. <laughs> it's going to be absolutely terrible. So I, again, this is, you talk about reaffirming purpose. I am the type of person that faces my fears so other people can face theirs. Cool. All right, let's do it, Amy. How much is it? 20 bucks. All right, cool. We'll take two, please. And I have a video on my phone of Amy and I riding those around the mall. So somebody who is so afraid to start a conversation with strangers because of judgment, social anxiety, whatever it may have been, ended up riding those things around the mall, quite literally chasing judgment from people. She ends up going back to college, even though she didn't believe she could. She graduated with 3.9. Got her dream job and then moved from a small town in Rhode Island to Nashville, Tennessee, which is where she's always wanted to live, and now she's on the team. Now she works on the team with us every single day. So somebody who reached out and asked for help, her life will never, ever, ever be the same because of that. That, for me, like seeing that perspective and that contrast, locked it in. That locked it in for me. Oh, that's an amazing win. Even before you were like fully... like set up and everything you have this amazing testimonial and an ongoing testimonial because she's working with you building the team building it even bigger and she's like yeah. proof of concept for you guys yeah. and what you guys do oh, i love yeah. that yeah um, very blessed that is supremely blessed um your podcast it's now called next level university did you do a rebrand yes Okay, yeah. so it's the same feed from before. You just rebranded into where you are today. Did you find that difficult? Was people finding it, didn't, they didn't like it, your long-term fans? We, uh, we had a mentor. We have a mentor. Uh, Evan Car you know Evan Carmichael? I, I know of. I know of Evan, yes. Yeah, he, we were on a call with him, and he was like, you guys are so good at interviewing and podcasting, but I can't remember your name. 
Nobody knows what the hell hyperconscious means. You need to change your name. And I remember saying, not happening, man. Uh, nope, not going to happen. I came up with hyperconscious. That's my baby. Like, I will take that to the grave. But Alan and I, my business partner and I, we were talking and we were like, all right, he, like, Evan knows a lot. He's a seasoned entrepreneur. He's one of the biggest, he is maybe the biggest YouTuber in our space. He knows some stuff. Let's, let's think about this. So we ended up thinking about it. And this was like 500 episodes in, I think, something like that. And we went back to him and we're like, all right, we're going to go with Next Level University. And he's like, "Mm -mm, that ain't it. (laughs) That ain't it. And I remember saying, that's it. We're planting our flag. I appreciate the input. We are going to be Next Level University. And that's the sword we'll live by. That's the sword we'll die by. So for us, we were doing pretty well. I mean, we were having really good growth. Everything was great. We rebranded and we took a hit in growth for sure. And then ever since then, we've had, I don't know, 40, 50% more growth because of that. So I think it helps people identify what do we talk about. Next level, it kind of has a connotation at this point. So it was the best thing we ever did. But in the beginning, I was terrified. I thought we made a huge mistake. I thought that was going to be the end of the brand. I was so scared, but I'm grateful we did it now. And I want to know, is is your podcast your main sort, like is your main lead generation for your business? Yeah, so we have it set up where we'll never run ads, we'll never do sponsorships, we don't do affiliates, we're not interested in any of that. Uh, For us, my thought is this. We do seven episodes a week, so if you are somebody who doesn't have enough money to hire a coach, no stress. If you're somebody who's very new to self-improvement, no stress. The show will be there forever. We plan on doing seven episodes a week forever, and it will always be free. If you are somebody who says, you know what? I like these guys and I want to know more about self-improvement. Cool. We'll have courses. You know, we do coaching, group coaching, all of that stuff. So the way it's set up is I want you to land in the right part of the business based on your financial set point as well as your self-improvement set point. I don't want somebody to work with us that isn't ready for a coach yet because that potentially wrecks the relationship. If if you're a podcast listener and you want to be a podcast listener forever and, and nothing else, awesome. Good for you. That's perfect. So that's one way that we've built the business. And then we have a bunch of like, we have a podcast service company. We have a social media company. We have a bunch of other stuff too, where, I mean, after 1,250 episodes, we've seen this is our biggest problem. Okay, we figured out how to solve this problem. I'm sure we can help other people solve this. So that's been that's been the interesting part is we help the listeners, but we also have a bunch of people who see what we've created to reach out. And they want us to help them with that too. I love that. I love that. Um, all right. We're going for the the spark question of the show. Okay. Um, as my audience knows, it's from Seek Discomfort. They want you to spark conversations with um, with strangers because they're friends you're, you haven't met yet. And this one is right on point for you, I think. Is there a habit or a belief that took you a long time to unlearn? Oh, yeah. I am not enough. I'm still unlearning it. Every single day, every single day. I went on a show recently where I was talking to somebody who's getting their uh, doctorate in psychology. And I had a moment where I was like, did you reach out to the wrong person? Are you sure it's this Kevin Palmieri and not another one? Like, am I supposed to be here? That happens to me pretty often. I mean, I think one of the reasons this journey has been so hard for me is because I don't, naturally believe in myself 
And I'm, I'm trying to unlearn that every day. I don't know if that'll ever fully go away because every time I get comfortable, I do something harder. So it's almost like, I don't know, you know, the imposter syndrome, the lack of belief. I don't know if that'll ever fully go away. It's something I'm working on every day, but yeah, that is, that is the belief. It's a belief I constantly have to fight to. Um, you're not the middle child, are you? Because I hear I'm, it's the I'm middle. an only child. You're an only child. Okay. That's even weirder because I think only I child's like they're, they're the center of the universe. They, they should be <laughs> enough, right? Well, growing up without a dad, I think that that's ah. where a lot of it, you know, the abandonment. I feel if I feel abandoned if, and I take that inwards, it's like, is it my fault? Like, no, obviously not. You're your baby. You don't have anything to do with it. But if you internalize that, it's it's hard because we tend to we tend to find the proof that we search for. Yeah. Right? So it's like if I want to say this is the best podcast I ever did. Like I Phil nodded his head when I said that. <laughs> but if I want to say this is the worst podcast I ever did, it's like, well, Phil didn't laugh at that joke. It you're going to find what you're looking for and that's why it's so it's so important to understand what you're actually looking for. Again, leaving us with such golden nuggets. Uh, Kevin, I'm going to jump off the screen here. I'm going to let you let my audience know where they can connect with you, how they sure. can listen to the podcast and all that. Um, the floor is yours, sir. Thank you, my friend. So, yeah, all you have to do, the easiest way to get a hold of us or learn more, search Next Level University. We are on all the podcast platforms. We're on YouTube. An episode in your pocket every single day from anywhere on the planet, completely free. That is our stuff. And then if you want to reach out to me directly, questions, comments, concerns, feedback, my handle on Instagram is at neverquitkid. And then my email address is kevin at nextleveluniverse.com. Kevin, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show, sharing your story, giving us amazing tips. Like I'm definitely going to take a lot of this to heart because I know I need to re create better habits, start mm. chunking them down, but also to remember that someone as successful as you still has that uh, you're not enough thing. So it's okay if I have it as well, and it's going to help me move forward. So I want to thank you for that. I feel course, like I just had like so a much. good a therapy session on this episode. <laughs> I love it. I, I appreciate you having me on. I appreciate the, the thoughtful questions and the great conversation. Thank you so much. And to my audience, make sure you check out the show notes down below. All the links to Kevin, the podcast, his business will be there. Make sure you check it out because if you enjoyed this, you know his episodes are going to be better uh, than the, just the, what you heard here. And I want you all to remember to always invest in yourself. 